0: How's it going, everyone? I, I still don't get why we can't just use the term co- It's the same thing.
1: Because it's demeaning, right? That's why. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want is, people to know that we're equals that maybe some episodes you'll start it off.
0: Maybe. Not not soon though. <laughs> we gotta get to we gotta keep getting these episodes out. So
1: Yes. Or and not. this this is this is uh, special because we'll be doing two episodes within one week which is the goal or at least bi-weekly so this is episode five hopefully this continues into the new year we are going to do hopefully if schedule allows a new year's review where we talk about all the things uh great and maybe not so great in horror in 2022 there's a lot to talk about 2022 was a bigger year than people expected for Hara. One of the few things that made some uh, cash, some moolah this year, 2022. But, Ray, how's everything going? How's life? How is the holiday season treating you?
0: Uh, It's been good. It was a successful holiday season so far. It's been very joyful, very festive. We got to hang out and have some good times.
1: You're in in the mood, Ray.
0: I am. I, I'm looking at one of my gifts right now. I'm still looking at my action figures.
1: That is a, a beautiful action figure that you have. Not horror-related, no. but it's the Ranger Slayer from 3-0-1-6 scale. Looks beautiful. I, myself, don't have one, but now I'm jealous. Maybe I'll grab one myself. It's the only Ranger that I don't have.
0: So we, well, far. we both have this one, so yes.
1: at least. Lord Drakken.
0: Rest in peace, Jason David Frank.
1: Yes. And uh, they're, they're pretty, you know, the ones that Ray have is a bit more expensive more on the expensive side, but uh, for the price and what they do with them, I think they're definitely worth it, especially if you're a collector. I think a lot of horror fans are collectors, but if you're a collector, you know, Hot Toys and Sideshow, they run about 200 $300, depending on what the item is and uh 3-0 does a great job and always does uh what i think are fair prices for their uh for their things although they don't really do any horror stuff but, well you know what that's not true ray they do stranger things they have a demogorgon oh. they have 11. so if you want okay to so that, that counts up, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah absolutely stranger things another thing we're going to talk about yep. but ray I know we just did a podcast with Travis the Terminator on his end, which as of right now has not been released. Hopefully it gets released before Christmas. He likes to put out things that are holiday related after the holiday, and that's a pet peeve of mine. But uh, we talked about a few things, and maybe we'll talk about some stuff uh, that we talked about there, here, Ray, and... uh, you saw Christmas, bloody Christmas. Last week I spoke about it, talked about how I felt about it. So Ray, let's get a little rundown from you.
0: Okay. So definitely shout out again to Travis for having us on. But like I said on that review, to me, I enjoyed the first two acts of the film. Um it was very to me it felt like those first forty minutes just went by like nothing. But when it came to that third act and the actual ending of the film, I felt it just dragged on over and over again. Just, it's, I feel like when you're going to do a film like this, I get it. You want to build that suspense for the ending of the the killer itself, but dragging it on so much that it's like, okay, end it already. Could have ended here. Could have ended here. It's. I recommend watching the film, like I said on that review, but definitely that might be a pet peeve for a lot of people of it could have ended here could have ended here and just kept going over and over again
1: yeah yeah i think you and i have the same or similar comments about it it's just that third act just kept uh kept going and kind of really hurt the movie for us but we enjoyed most of the film we think that it's still worth a watch especially if you like this season of horror Right, there's a lot of horror that has to do with the holiday, and I haven't seen year.
0: much of the good ones. No, you have not. <laughs> yeah.
1: But there's been a lot. There's been a lot this year alone that has come out, and I think it's getting more and more popularity as the yeah. years go on. And uh, that's always great to see because it's a little like a little section of horror that I truly enjoy is the uh, holiday horror and uh, it's always nice to see new movies and see their take on it and we recently have seen a movie in theaters and the day after it came out on digital and it's not necessarily horror but there's lots of gore in it and some interesting kills so it borderlines and we're gonna talk about it we're talking about violent night talking about david harbour as santa claus a uh a uh, interesting take on Santa Claus in this one. If you haven't seen the movie, please do not listen any further because we might spoil it.
0: Yeah, and spoiler alert, everyone.
1: <laughs> you have been warned. We saw a violent night after going to uh, Long Island, New York, at the Haunted House of Hamburgers, which was uh, a little place that we went to that has a lot of Halloween aka horror inspired uh look and atmosphere including in their food you know they have like little cute names for their hamburgers and myself ray the lovely my bloody valentina and travis the terminator went to have some horror in our holiday and uh it was a good time i I was glad that we were all able to go and we checked it out and we had a good time and it was nice to be in that atmosphere so far away from halloween and uh yeah it was uh i really did enjoy it i'm uh, i'm glad that we went uh there was a lot of uh there was a spider that kept uh annoying ray
0: uh, it, a- it didn't annoy me it just i started to pick up on the pattern and i was like and eh, now
1: <laughs> yeah
0: well, let, let me
1: very say that it was one of those animatronic spiders so that people don't go there and it's like, oh, well, wow, there's spiders in, in where the food is. No, that's not what it was. It was an animatronic spider that jumped out on you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the little ghost, uh, neon ghost on our table.
0: Yeah, we thought you wanted to take it at one point. because uh,
1: The bathrooms had a uh, picture of Frankenstein's monster yeah. and the bride, which I thought was cute as well. They had a little graveyard in the front. They had uh, Frankenstein's monster and the bride eating hamburgers and drinking a, a soft drink, maybe a milkshake. I don't know. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. And then after that, we went to go see Violent Nights. Ray, what did you think of a Violent Night?
0: I really enjoyed the film. It was hilarious. It's, it's At that point, it's funny that you mentioned, is it on that line of horror? I feel like because of the kills, it definitely is on that horror element just because of how gory certain kills were. But it definitely, it had hilarity It had that good Christmas family feel to it. And it's David Harbour really killing it as Santa. Like, I feel like he might be top tier in in that horror Santa category now because of his portrayal here in Violent Night.
1: Yeah, the film really reminded me a lot of Krampus because it had the horror elements... It was it had a lot of horror imagery in it, but it also had that classic Christmas um, trope in it or, or feeling of it with family and what Christmas is about. Yeah. And that really stuck out to me when it came to this movie. Uh, the kills were brutal. There was one kill with the chimney that I really liked because that's not something that I would think of. Uh, and, yeah, it was it was uh, nice to see that in a mainstream movie. One of my favorite scenes is pretty much uh, an O2 Hol- – uh, excuse me, not Halloween – an O2 Home Alone where yep. they took probably five minutes of this movie and this girl saw – this little girl saw Home Alone. And she kind of did Home Alone wh- how it would really be. In, in, in real life, and it was bloody and it was brutal, and it was a uh, nice homage to that. And it was nice to see a Viking Santa, I haven't seen that one before on, on film at least, and definitely was interesting. I liked the teases to uh, Mrs. Claus, which I think could be a badass uh, duo later yeah. on, fighting duo. Uh, I think. David Harbour did an excellent job as this version of Santa Claus being kind of down in the dumps about, you know, people not having the Christmas spirit and maybe giving up being Santa Claus also him being a bad person and being redeemed uh, becoming a Santa Claus I thought was an interesting take as well. But overall, I do recommend it. I think it's a movie that will continue to grow on me more and more that I watch it, and you know I'm getting it on 4K. So <laughs> I,
0: was gonna I say, will be this, getting it on 4K. This will definitely be added to our rotation, I feel like, because it, it has that special spot now. Like I feel like it adds that just very cheerful element to it. Um, I feel like the, the best thing about this movie as well, outside of just the goriness, outside of the holiday horror feel is it definitely gives you that message of like, again, it reminds you why people should enjoy the holiday, why you should value having your family around, having your loved ones and your friends. Um, It's a good time. It definitely felt like, Hey, this is something that should remind you, get that message in your head of enjoy Christmas. There's a reason why this is supposed to be such a great time of the year.
1: There's a reason for the season, as they say. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I think anyone should check it out. You can watch it on digital right now. Uh, I may not wait. Uh, I kind of do want my, uh, you know, going to see my family this Christmas or this holiday. I kind of want them to see it, so maybe I can uh, talk them into seeing it. I'll be interested to see when this 4K will come out because we're so far away from next Christmas. So I wonder if they're gonna wait till next Christmas or it's gonna be like a, uh, you know, February release. You know, it's interesting because it's not, you know, when it comes to Christmas movies, when they come out on 4K, usually it takes about two months. But in this situation, you know, we'll be in Valentine's Day at that point. It's not like Halloween films. I feel like Halloween films you can put out any time of the year. And people go out and get it, even though we keep getting uh, smaller and smaller as a community of physical media buyers, and we're only getting one rack at Target nowadays.
0: Yeah, I noticed that today. I was like, why is this just, like, what happened? <laughs> like, I, was, I noticed that today. I'm like, where did all, like, the Blu-rays, 4Ks, all that go? Like, they just, yeah, we're just going to do a rack. Like, yeah
1: yeah it's sad right it's mostly online orders nowadays when it comes to that Uh, i know that we are getting smaller and smaller as a community but at the same time i think and you know i'm gonna preach this but uh if the internet goes down you're not gonna have those digital copies or if they ever decide like hey we're going out of business You don't actually own those films unless you have a physical copy of it, which any film that I have that I love, I have a physical copy of in in some shape or form. I prefer to upgrade the 4K because that's the latest, and hopefully that's the last. There's no 8Ks coming out or anything like that. I'm tired of (laughs) upgrading.
0: I was going to say, by next year. And now coming to physical media, 8K DVDs. (laughs)
1: yes but (laughs) honestly you can't tell the difference between them most of the time some of them you can't but most of the time you could tell the difference between a blu-ray and a 4k yeah so i will say that so but yeah uh again anyone listening to this podcast any film don't go crazy like me but any film you truly love please go out and get the physical copy because you don't know what's going to happen to your digital copy later on in your life. Yep. So let that be a lesson to all you uh, digital buyers out there.
0: I was going to say, didn't that happen? I feel like one series got completely like wiped out uh, digitally this year. I can't remember what, what show it was.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, d- there were several instances of HBO Max taking off their content. which included hbo max exclusives i believe it's also happened with some netflix exclusives so yeah there's always the danger of it some things that come out on streaming nowadays will not come out on physical media um a lot of the companies major companies don't put out their content anymore there's only a few that truly still do it uh and at least try there's like um uh Lionsgate tries um sony tries uh th- but there's a lot you know disney f- more and more are not putting out their films uh, yeah. they still put out their marvel films uh and certain films but they more and more and more of their content are not coming out on physical media and that's a scary thought to have at least for me because there's a lot of things that disney does that i do enjoy as well and they own so much you know it's not just yeah you know marvel or the disney princesses and the animated stuff it's or the family stuff they they own alien they own predator you know prey still hasn't gotten a physical media release
0: oh yeah oh well
1: so yeah it's uh it's an interesting time for us uh thank god there's a lot of um Boutique labels like Scream Factory, Shout Factory, yeah. and uh, other other ones like that, that are coming out with things, Criterion Collection stuff, and I uh, actually Criterion came out with a Wally. I know it's not horror. But that's a good sign because it is a Disney movie and they did license it to another smaller uh, physical media uh, company. So hopefully that means there's some hope out there for some of these movies to be upgraded and and treated in a way that has commentaries and
2: directors coming. yeah
1: and it's upsetting but there's still boutique labels out there doing their thing and putting out some uh major titles and smaller titles that uh i'm glad have physical releases so
0: yeah and i feel like it's, it's it's almost that lost opportunity because i feel there's a lot of collectors
2: out This is giving us a deeper understanding why the film was made this way. No. say. Uh, I do read. All right, Ray? I do read. But uh, I'm a- going <laughs>
1: Glad that we still have physical media in some kind of way, and hopefully, in my lifetime, you know, I could see it becoming like vinyl records where they kind of have their small little niche of the market. I think, uh, you know, believe it or not, Netflix still sends DVDs out, (laughs) yeah, 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 they still send DVDs out, it's you know, they still make a couple million off of that, but uh, you know, it's slowly dying down so. Yeah, I used to get DVDs from Netflix too.
0: Well that I remember I remember it being a thing, but I didn't know they still they still do it like to this day. That's interesting. But also yep. speaking of vinyls, I feel like even that's grown even bigger than Blu-rays four K's now. Because there's a bigger section even for vinyls now. I feel like it's almost gotten that everyone wants to have that nostalgia factor of it. That hopefully 4K and all that can grow to still have that need or want in the market.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah, you're right. In certain targets, it seems like it's a bigger it's a bigger thing than the physical media. And yeah, I think I think people still want to own music, certain yeah. music. You know, a lot of people are subscribed to like Spotify and uh, iTunes, which you can listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> anyway. I was going to say, perfect plug right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, but, yeah, I think there's a certain value in owning things. And I think vinyls definitely have that um, corner of the market, which maybe people don't really uh, have the same kind of love for movies and things of that nature. But it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting how people feel feel later on in life when they're like, oh, I really love that movie. Whatever happened. And you can't find it anywhere. Not even on Tubi.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we had that discussion the other day about certain movies that's like it took forever to get on a streaming service. Like one of my favorites, like uh, Last Action Hero. I feel like it took forever to even get something of it. Yeah. And I think there's maybe a DVD version of it, if that.
1: No, yeah, uh, Last Action Hero just came out on 4K yeah. maybe uh, two months ago.
0: Yeah, so uh, imagine there's a steelbook
1: of it as well. So yes, but. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh interesting times, and plus, let's not forget, there's so much more content out there now, that so many things get lost that possibly could have been something that you really enjoyed. So, yep. but there's a lot, there's a lot of things that go under the radar. You know, just looking up this list that we're going to talk about today, which is our top five favorite horror holiday villains. Just uh. Just looking up this list is like they were listing like a hundred different like holiday movies uh, that involved horror that had at least you know Christmas or whatever in the background. And like they were missing one because I was looking at my list and I was like, okay, there's something missing from this list that I put on before. And I was like, oh, of course, this movie. Why didn't they put this because it does have Christmas in the background? Yes. So, but Ray. This episode, we're, we're enough complaining about how Skynet is going to destroy us all.
0: I was going to say, I feel like we we turned this episode from villains to the real villains is just well, how your physical media, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. So there's no horror pickups on my end this this week. I don't know about for you, Ray.
0: Ah, uh, same this week. Nothing horror related yet, but I did look around today. There were some. Some things that I was like, eh, maybe I could add eventually.
1: But... Ah, yeah, interesting. Well, actually, Ray, you did, speaking of the holiday season, you did get as a present from someone a, uh interesting Funko Pop of Slimer.
0: Oh, see, you know what, what? what's crazy with me that I still, with Ghostbusters, I don't know if I true, I always think about it. I'm like, does it fall under horror? As 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 not, crazy not, as it
1: is? Not not really. But you know, I think I think Ghostbusters is a big staple of Halloween.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, with it being obviously a ghost story. So it has it has elements that would be in horror, but no, it's it's not a, a per se a horror movie, but yeah. I think I think it's fair to have it on a list if it involves horror, because horror comedies also count. Does it have that is also a very necessarily cool Necessarily scary.
0: I'm sorry? <laughs> I said it is a very cool Funko, though.
1: Yes. It, it kind of, like, has a... It's not, like, glow in the dark, but it kind of has, like, a nice, like, little, like, uh, uh, gloss to it. Yeah. Yeah, so... But that being said, let's get to our main topic of the day. I cannot wait to hear what Ray's going to say. We have our top five favorite horror villains in holiday horror films. Now, let me just say this first. More than likely, if this was more expansive, and I don't know what Ray's list is, and I'm not going to yell at him if he does, but Hans Gruber would be number one on this
0: list. I was going to say I feel like my honorable mentions are all outside of the horror genre. Because I had Hans Gruber on there. I had Harry and Marv, like, I feel like it fits so well with the the topic. Like, there's so many great holiday villains, if you will. But.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not, they are not horror holiday villains, but Hans Gruber would be up there. The Grinch would be up there. Um, so, but, uh, so you have some honorable mentions this, this week. Yes, huh? this
0: time I do. This time All right,
1: I, I wasn't going to mention mine, but uh, I guess I will as well. So uh, let's go with you first, Ray. Okay. What do you got?
0: So, as Honorable mentions, I have Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon as a holiday uh, villain, just because Gary Busey was an asshole in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bad guy. Uh, of course, the classic from Home Alone, <laughs> the series Harry and Marv, just because who doesn't just want to. They they want to see these guys get just in the traps in this mess. It's it's great to see. Um, I also have the parents from the Home Alone series as villains because how do you let these this kid not once but twice? <laughs> the third Home Alone should have been ACS for these mm-hmm. parents. And last but not least, as an honorable mention, Ted from Jingle All the Way because this creepy neighbor was going too far and he ate arnold's
2: cookies
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i don't have my list is strictly based on horror so i will mention some honorable mentions so like santa claus from deadly games i also have the uh santa from christmas evil uh harry i think he's you know i love christmas evil uh i don't apologize for it I think Harry is an interesting case study of someone wanting to be Santa Claus and it going completely the wrong way. So he makes my list. I have Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. He's a gambler. He's got maggots and, and bugs in his stomach. He kidnapped Santa Claus. This man is truly, or whatever he is, a sack. This sack is truly, (laughs) truly evil.
0: I I love how that's in your honorable mentions. And you'll find out why later on.
1: (laughs) And I have one more. This one almost made my list. It got beaten out by that movie I was talking about that was not on that list of 100 holiday horror movies. And it's Luke from Better Watch Out 2016. It is... He is truly, truly a sick child who is uh bound to have a interesting uh serial killer life later on in life true manipulator just very evil and i uh, i hope at some point you do check out the movie
0: yeah i was i was told again how, today i gotta i gotta watch this movie tomorrow just to have a better yeah, opinion on it
1: <laughs> yeah luke is 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 a real asshole right and you'll be surprised how how far he goes with things. And this is, you know, like Deadly Games, but this is uh, a truly fucked up version of Home Alone.
0: Why do I feel like it just sounds like a better Home Alone, though? To me, I feel like Home Alone needed blood and gore. Like, it needed to go fully with these just shenanigans. Like, that's well, what I loved about about uh, Violet Knight, that it's like you get to see... What should happen if a bowling ball or something like that hits someone?
1: Well, you're going to find out what those paint cans really could do in this movie when you check it out.
0: Gotcha. Well, I'll come back with notes for next week, guys. So stay tuned. Sounds
1: good. Sounds good. All right. Let's get to our proper list. Let's start it off with you, Ray. Please disappoint me.
0: (laughs) Well, this one, this one, well, disappointed us because of how the film went. But my number five is Robo Santa, Mercenary Santa, whatever you want to call him, from Christmas, Bloody Christmas. It, It got to my list, and it's as high as it is just because of, unfortunately, again, the film itself. I feel like the Santa was gruesome. It was very, just, it showed no mercy with these killings. It killed a kid, but it had no true emotion or something that's highest into the character. If it had something, I feel like it would be lower on my list, but unfortunately, it's almost just, it's a robot. So there's nothing more to add to it other than it's a robot going haywire, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, It that was one of the issues for the movie for me. Uh, I, I felt that um, it being a robot kind of, and li- lacking any emotion kind of hurt the character. Uh, I, I guess there is a way to do it that uh, isn't so much of a, just a killing machine. And I think, um, you know, I think Terminator did that well, even though it is a robot or, or, you know, whatever, some kind of, yeah, it's a robot. So you have a robot, and but I feel like Arnold kind of brought something to it that was more than just uh, a killing machine. So yeah, I uh, I understand your pick. He definitely uh, just went out there and killed everything he saw, including children. <laughs> so
0: it, it, it really did. That was again. That's that to me was a great choice to be able to do something different stylistically. But again, you'll hear our full review on uh, on Terminator Travis's Fractured Skulls podcast.
1: Exactly. My, my number five. He's crazy. He's a cop. He's Maniac Cop. We're Ma- Maniac Cop 2, Robert Zadar, Matthew Cordell. He is my number five. This is the one that did not make that list for some reason. There is a Christmas background to Maniac Cop 2. And uh, he's back from the dead. Or was he dead ever? So, uh, yeah, he makes my list. I, I really enjoy this series for whatever reason. I don't know why. But uh, Robert Zadar, such an interesting look of a man, uh, such a chin on him. And uh, in this movie, we find out more about the maniac cop and kind of he was kind of set up uh, in this series. And he continues his killings. And uh, yeah, it's just a really uh, interesting slasher film that involves a cop that's uh, that's a maniac
0: i love that description of the film but i also i forgot there's christmas elements around it man oh that that makes me rethink my list but i'm gonna keep it as is because wow like i forgot about that okay yeah and i just well, saw they, this film recently too because because we're supposed to review
1: <laughs> let's just blame it on oversight
0: yeah unfortunately because now this just you're gonna hate my next pick Because, of course, I have to have one of the returning films from last week. Gary Busey as Ginger Dead. Shout out to Terminator Chavez for correcting us that it's not gingerbread. Because apparently, maybe they couldn't get the rights to it. (laughs) To be able to call him a gingerbread man.
1: Well, it's a horror movie, Ray. You gotta have Dead in there somewhere.
0: I guess so. But, again, Gary This it's a sadistic cookie. Just killing people. Like, it's it's a villain, it's, just open your mind to a wacky film where he is a true just villain because he just goes haywire, and it's all voodoo related as well, so it's a a good film.
1: Right, it's not just a killer Christmas cookie, it is Gary Busey as a killer Christmas cookie.
0: Yeah, just don't get attached to Gary Busey if you continue watching the films. Because they only had the budget for one one Gary uh, <laughs> Busey movie.
1: <laughs> well, that's your number four. Yep. My number four is Stripe from Gremlins. This is the only gremlin in that film that had a uh, more unique look out of the Mogwais. And he had a uh, white mohawk. And he was the one getting all the other gremlins to do their bad shit like uh you know go to the movies and spill popcorn and and really be truly like disturbing the peace and uh he's the main villain from it uh he's the one that uh is the complete opposite of the sweet sweet gizmo so uh (laughs) stripe is my
0: number four i was gonna say is he really the villain i feel like the shop owner is a real villain in that film. How do you how do you let just why let that out of your store? Why do you have this in your store to begin with?
1: Oh, I was gonna say maybe the 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 woman from the bank is the main villain, but uh, she flew out the window and I don't think she's gonna make it. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think she's gonna be in a sequel, unfortunately. So, but yeah, so. <laughs> I had to make the joke because I'm like, well, he's the one that started it all. He could have just kept it and been like. No, buy something else from the store. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, that's 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 for a, a different discussion. But my number three is ironic. This is going to be, I feel, our debate here. From Krampus, I'm not going with Krampus for for the villain, even though it is the clear villain of the film. I'm going with the family because they truly deserved what happens, in a sense. Because they truly just, it just killed Christmas spirit there. Just how just greedy and how just un- ununited they were to celebrate together. I feel like they were the true villains of this all. And Krampus is just trying to make them appreciate Christmas a little more.
1: That That's interesting. So my list includes many that murder people. Your list is a family that just doesn't get along. And are very mean to each other. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'm glad that you have this take that uh, I'm sure most people don't have on their list. But yeah, I, especially they when are when we're very talking mean to, to each horror.
0: other. Like, when we're talking about horror, everyone's going to be, let's pick the killer. Yeah. I'm going to go, no, let's do the civil <laughs> route. Like, this family sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's your number three? My number three is Billy from... Silent Night, Deadly Night, 1984. This man, unlike other Santa Clauses, did not want to be Santa Claus. He was scarred because he saw a uh, his parents being murdered as a child, and uh, witnessed some very dark, dark situations that occurred. And he has this thing about Santa Claus, which is ultimately triggered by capitalism where he feels forced that, to play Santa Claus in a toy store by the store owner that causes a lot of issues. And uh, Billy goes on a killing spree after that and goes after everyone that is naughty. And I think uh, a close second to this is the nun that is in this movie. She is a real piece of work. And uh, maybe she should have uh, been taken care of at the end of the movie. But uh, Billy uh, ultimately does uh, do things, is triggered to do things. But he goes around with his axe and he. Santa Claus out of everyone. Uh, when I really look at the Christmas movies. I'm sure that maybe I'm missing one or two. But as far as horror, I think Billy is the most famous killer Santa Claus of them all. So much so that plenty of suburban mothers came out to protest the film and that Christmas should not be used in horror.
0: And we just talked about so many films that (laughs) include... Yeah. So, exactly. he, was, that, he was he uh, was
1: not the first, Ray. He's not the first. Yeah. But he's the most famous, I think.
0: I got I I gotta see this film just to see how gruesome this gets to understand that mentality of it. But hey. So for my number two, I have to go with the Santa from again to me the better version of Home Alone in Dial code. Just because of how gruesome he was going to be. He killed a dog for crying out loud. This guy, as much as, again, it can be understood. Maybe there is mental issues that went into this. Maybe he's not all there. But the guy was, he was willing to kill this kid and poor grandpa. There were so many moments that we thought grandpa was going to die. But this guy,
1: yeah. My number two, Ray, is another Billy, but it's Billy from Black Christmas 1974. There's other Billys in this franchise alone that expands upon the character, but my favorite version is the version that we don't know too much about. It's the version that we have to piece together what exactly is his backstory. And throughout the film, there's certain things, small uh words or 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 dialogue that kind of tells you what or who billy might be and billy is you know those i know you haven't seen the film ray but those phone conversations are very primal and i don't even know how as an actor you come up with something like that it's just it's a very one-of-a-kind like i've never seen it or heard it in a film before. And I think when you watch it, you'll really understand it. Uh, what I'm talking about, it's just something that was very, you know, realistic of someone who has a complete, uh, mental breakdown and we never see Billy in the film at all. The only thing you see from Billy is one eye, which is used on many posters later on to, uh, to for Black Christmas, but uh, Billy is my number two. Uh, I'm not gonna go too deep into it. He definitely uh, has a lot uh, strong uh, uh kill count in the film in just one house. so I, uh, yeah, so I look forward to you finally seeing it at some point. And, I feel uh, like
0: I have to come back for the podcast next week, having seen all these films. <laughs> So yeah, I can feel like here are my thoughts before we end this year's.
1: Sog Absolutely. Episodes.
0: Absolutely. So I have homework to do guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's okay. my number two. Here we go. Number one. What's your number one, Ray?
0: So my number one, just because I feel like it left that much of an impression on me. And again, horror. Is it horror? We're, it's going to be that line of it, but I'm going to go with from violent night. Scrooge. I'm going with John Leguizamo's interpretation here, just because he was that willing to end Christmas. He was that scarred because of his past experiences with Christmas. We we still don't know what happened. As a child, he might have murdered a man, we find out, which unfortunately, spoiler alert, if you still haven't seen it, guys. Um, But just his his idea of even now finding out this is Santa Claus and willing to almost crucify him, It's just so demented. Again, I thought maybe John Leguizamo would be like, you know what, I shouldn't do this. It's Santa Claus. No, he really wanted to kill him after he found out it's Santa. This guy was just that twisted. He was going to break this guy's nuts, man. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, Ray, I think uh, that's interesting. An interesting pick. I I thought he was pretty good in the film. I do wish that they would have shown... Why he dislikes the holiday and Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, he kind of just said it. He explained it. He didn't really like. I, I like to be shown things. I think they could have done something where they show why. Which, you know, his his case is, is uh, I think, pretty legitimate. You know, yeah. and to maybe see something like that uh, would have been better for my end. But I completely understand why he would be when it comes to horror. You're number one and my number one i cannot believe you don't have this on the list uh, i'm just actually shocked because i thought we were gonna have the same number one it's of course the shadow of saint nicholas it is krampus from 2015 michael doherty's krampus not all those direct to digital uh sequels and, and spin-offs and all that of krampus this is krampus I really like this character. I think this is, you know, even though Santa Claus can be very scary uh, that we've seen throughout many films. But Krampus is, I think, a good um, villain for kids to have to to be uh, to act good or else, you know, and I think the ending of the film is very good and ambiguous and it's not a true happy ending to the film. I think Krampus is very savage. Once you mess up, that's it. He, you don't get a second chance with him. And yes. it's. Yeah, no, you don't get a second chance. You get uh, you get exactly what is coming to you so act good the first time because we all don't get second chances great look to him Uh, i enjoy the kind of leather face face that he has that we've discussed before kind of has a santa claus face but you know underneath that is true true terror i enjoy his um characters around him as you can see uh, this video may go up, who knows. You never know, but uh, the uh, jack-in-the-box has an enlarged mouth that is truly, truly terrifying. Let's not forget about the gingerbread men that go on the attack as well, that the dog saves the, uh, the guy from. And uh, also the evil dark elves that come into the room and take uh, take Grandma. Or the aunt. Was it a grandma or aunt? No, uh, it, I guess the red-headed girl from uh, Two and a Half Men. I guess she was like the aunt.
0: Yeah, she was the aunt, yeah. She was one that, again, this is why, I for for me, the family just had that much of an issue. Because it was just like, they really can't get along with, at least for once, like in-laws, in a sense. Like, yeah. no, no one's get along here.
1: But, uh, yeah, Krampus is my number one. He is my favorite. Horror villain, at least in 2022.
0: I feel like that that can be agreed by most. And I feel like the only reason I didn't have Krampus on my list is because I chose family, the family in it. That it's like you chose family,
1: like like (laughs) like like Fast and the Furious. So, all right, so this is it. This is our final holiday edition of. This podcast episode five, the Legacy Sequel podcast, that you can listen to on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else you listen to your favorite podcast. I'd like to thank my host Charles Lee Ray Ray for another great edition. Hopefully, this episode is better than last week because I truly hated my performance last week.
0: Why? I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that either. You said it last night. I'm like. Why
1: I didn't? I want these people to have quality, Ray, and I did not think I brought the quality to it. I think the flu medications got to me.
0: (laughs) I was also gonna say you were sick. So I think that's
1: exactly what happened. That's what I'm gonna blame it on. Hopefully this week is better. Hopefully you all enjoy it. We all hope that you have a great holiday season. Whatever you celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's Christmas, Kwanzaa light day if you're in star wars land anything that you like to celebrate um hopefully you have a great time uh you remember what the season is all about or else krampus will get to you happy holidays everybody